Hello everyone, it's the return that absolutely none of you guys have been waiting for. Yep, that's right. This podcast is uh, kind of back, kind of not. We'll see how it goes. I'm kind of just winging it at the time because I felt like bringing it back because, you know, it has a lot of free time on my hands. And you know what? Maybe pick up the hobby again. Because last time I just kind of got bored with it and got busy with life and a few other things going on. So I just kind of like, eh, I don't care anymore. So I'm not sure if I'm officially back now. Working on a few projects. Um, Let's see. I have this review that you're about to listen to right now. And then one more like sort of review going up. And then a few more things. Like I said, I just, mm, I didn't really care about it before. I actually have like 30 episodes recorded. I just never wanted to post them because I just, like I said, I didn't care about this thing. It was like, eh, no one was listening. I didn't really put any effort in it and it showed every time I posted. So I just never really thought about it. But anyway, I'll see you right now. Temporarily back. We'll see. You don't be surprised if like in a week or two, I haven't been posting again for like months at a time because you know, that's just how I am. But anyway, today we're reviewing OK Human by Weezer. Okay, so this is the review that none of y'all really cared about, Demon asked for, because like I said, been on hiatus for a while, and I just fell in love with this album. So that's why it kind of made me want to come back to it. So anyway, to all six of you listening to this right now, and probably will ever listen to this, you just listened to the first bit of OK Human, the 14th studio album by American rock band Weezer, released on January 2021, otherwise known as the 13th month of 2020. The genres of said album are orchestral pop, chamber rock, and pop rock. And this album was produced by Jake Sinclair, whom any and all millennials who are listening to this, so probably five out of the six of you, owe your angsty years to, because this man has credits with bands like Weezer, as is obvious, who helped produce the White Album, as well as this record, once again, clearly obvious, as well as a few albums for Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy, and a few of those other like popular pop-punk bands. That's kind of his little niche. Anyway, so Jake Sinclair, self-proclaimed Weezer fan, approached band frontman Rivers Cuomo with a desire to produce another album for Weezer after the success, success of their 2016 White Album, which honestly, in case you haven't heard before, I do also recommend. Anyway, the pair came up with the idea of going to Abbey Road Studios using a 38-piece orchestra and recorded on good old-fashioned analog equipment, sort of ditched, ditching the whole like digital thing that's been really common music nowadays because literally if you want to make an album now you just literally need a laptop and a microphone so much easier nowadays but they wanted to go old school because they're kind of hipsters like that i guess i don't know but anyway what we got now as a result of that effort was a 
rather unique addition to the Weezer discography. So they're typically known for these loud, crazy power chords and these sort of, literally as they quote unquote call it, power pop melodies. But still we got these sort of like light, lush violins and string arrangements and this ever constant piano that is all throughout the album. Like, I'm not kidding. These keys are literally on every freaking track. I'm not complaining, mind you. I think Rivers Cuomo is fantastic behind the piano. But just some commentary there. Because usually this wasn't very prominent in his past albums. He just sort of like, you know, okay, I'm going to play a couple chords on my guitar. You know, I'm going to play about some girls in my life, drugs, and fun things. And that's it. And he's kind of done away with all that. And I think it gives us a very, like I said, a unique addition to the Weezer discography. This definitely stands out, but not in a bad way. So as you just heard, you heard the only single that released prior to the album's release, All My Favorite Songs, which starts off the album. And like I said, kind of beginning this podcast. And it's a well done intro to the album. It has the typical melodies that you expect from Rivers. But now, like I said, with an orchestra. And I feel like you guys could hate the word orchestra at the end of this. I know I will. Like, I'm already hating the word orchestra now. I've only said like four or five times. Anyways, gives us a great intro to the album. It gives it's a sort of like sonic preview of what you expect for the whole album. You don't you're not gonna hear this and be like, okay, not expecting some kind of electric guitar or some core sort of like synthesizers. Like, no, this is a pretty solid idea what you're getting for the whole thing. And you know, like I said, great first um track to go with there's always a number that'll make you feel bad about yourself you try to measure up, try to measure up to somebody else. All right, so the little bit you just heard was actually the ending and the beginning of two separate tracks, which is one thing I kind of want to start off about with this whole album. The sequencing that was made here, freaking phenomenal. So in case for any of you noobs who don't really know what I'm talking about, sequencing is like how they arrange the album, how it sort of transitions from track to track. And... This is, in my opinion, one of the sort of high points for this album. So, especially these days, a lot of pop albums are sort of like willy-nilly just throwing a bunch of tracks in there that sort of keep you hype, and that's it. They're not really anything thematically trying to keep it all together. It's not like you're going from one key to the next key from the beginning and end of the songs to sort of keep that flow going. It's just, they just really put songs in places and that's it, which... I kind of feel like it's a big disappointment because sequencing is a lot more important back in the day when albums were kind of peaking. But nowadays it's sort of like a dead idea. And I'm kind of glad that Rivers kind of stuck with it. And here's the one reason why sequencing is kind of important. You don't want to go from this, like, say, for example, a very soft, like, piano ballad. And then out of nowhere, you hear, like, this really loud guitar riff the next second. Like, this is a very jarring experience. It's not going to feel very pleasant to the ears. And Rivers, with the exception of like two or three songs, Rivers and Jake Sinclair kind of do a good job of transitioning from track to track. And that's something that deserves praise. The only tracks I can think of that are kind of like 
a little off are tracks like Sam Mirror Image or Screens or Dead Roses, which I'm not going to say ruined a transition, but it's definitely noticeable transition. Because with the rest of the album, you can honestly just press play. You wouldn't, and you're not paying attention to anything that's going on. You would not realize you just went from one track to the next. It just flows that well. Flows quite a little like a river, as in a river's Cuomo. As in, this is a very poor attempt at the dad joke. I need to stop now. Holy cow. What was I thinking when I said that? <laughs> anyway, like I said, those three tracks I mentioned, Mirror Image, Screens, Dead Roses, out of the 10 or 9 tracks that are on here, are the only like, small blips when it comes to transitions here. And that's about it. And like I said again, sequencing is an important thing with albums. Like, okay, so imagine you're watching a movie, right? And let's say there's like a couple having like a sort of romantic talk in the, like a cafe or something. And then out of nowhere, a car just bursts through the freaking window. And you're just like, what the heck just happened? Like, you have no idea what's going on. It's kind of a similar thought process when you just have terrible sequencing with an album, which lots of albums that came out this year have definitely had that um, case going on. Looking at you, Justin Bieber. Anyway, moving on from that, like I said, OK Humor has some fantastic sequencing going on here. I, like I said, I believe it deserves some praise. And honestly, I think if you give it a listen, you'll see that too. So, like I said about the sequencing, mostly flawless. Nothing really sticks out. But here's a few things I want to say. So, there are a few odd tracks on the album that really do bother me. And they're like, the tracks are a minute long, like a minute eight, maybe like 59 seconds, something like that. And typically this is fine. I don't mind this usually on albums because they're usually used as like interlude or like skit tracks, which are very popular for like say rap albums or like concept albums to have like a story behind it and it's they're meant to be like a nice transition point to sort of like shuffle the soundscape you're in and smooth out any changes in sonics or add a sort of like story slash thematic effect like maybe like script writing or sort of like this instrumental like piece that sort of like i said smooths out the transition it's a nice little sequencing thing they do but I don't understand what they were doing with some of these songs. So let's say, for example, Mirror Image. It's a minute and eight seconds long. And I honestly feel like Rivers just gave us an incomplete draft of a song here. Because it has, like, I don't know. It feels too short compared to everything else that's on the album, which is usually at least two and a half minutes. So this is less than half of the rest of the tracks on the album. It has thematic elements that relate to a lot of the songs already on here, but it's not there long enough for it to fully flesh out and for us to really like marinate ourselves in it. I don't know why I say we're marinate. That's a weird word. Now I feel like we're a bunch of meats. We are marinating in this. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that again. Anyway, my point is 
across regardless i feel like there's a couple of tracks here that i feel like the jake sinclair and rivers probably should have either cut out completely and just done some small arrangements at the end of some tracks so that way the like absence isn't noticed or honestly flesh out those songs altogether because i feel like mirror image that track you keep mentioning like some kind of madman can be a much better song than we're getting but like i said i honestly have mixed feelings about because it's only like a minute and eight seconds long which is odd but like lyrically it fits in really well with a lot of um the themes of the album so yeah like i said mixed feelings it's not like i'm trying to deduct points or anything or something like that but it's more it's noticeable that's all so like i said they either could have fleshed out these songs better or just cut them out all together so that way we have no like excess fat here. Although speaking of lyrics, this is honestly some of my favorite lyrics that Rivers has written in a while. Like better than the White Album, which mm, kind of among Weezer fans is known as the last good Weezer record. Or if you're less, you're like a Weezer like purist, whatever. You think he hasn't written anything good since 1996. This is Pinkerton, but that's a different point altogether. Regardless. Rivers brings in his typical sort of cheesy lyrics, but they're like fun dad joke cheesy, if that makes sense. So like, say, for example, Grapes of Wrath, which in case you're a literature nerd, you understand the references he's making all throughout this freaking song. He's bringing up things like 1984, also, quite like the title says, Grapes of Wrath. He's bringing up Jane Eyre. He's bringing up like all these little things, which kind of makes the track a lot more enjoyable. And then he'll have things like, say, on the track birds with a broken wing it's sort of like this lazy cast trying to kill me because he's quote-unquote trying to take the role of a bird so it's just like i said they're fun cheesiness it's not cringy cheesiness but then there are some tracks which make me question him so and the reason why it makes you question it is because it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb compared to like the rest of the album so let's say for example on um let's see okay so for like it's on screens he's complaining about like social media and how he needs to attend all these zoom calls and all these other things but um that's not really addressed in some other aspects of the album which are more about self-worth and about like having to grow up and have like be a role model for children but essentially on tracks like screens he's screaming like this big okay boomer energy here which is like i said it's not bad per se it's just sort of annoying kind of depends how you look at it maybe even all like passages to lyrics you're kind of fine but it's like it's just something i definitely noticed but yeah uh, I don't know, because either Rivers is being really fun and uplifting, or he's just sound like an old man on the lawn. But, eh, whatever. Moving on, like I said, I think, lyrically, this is probably his better work in a while. I'd probably say the last time he's been this good would be like his 2013 album, which at the moment is giving my memory because ADHD is going crazy right now. Oh dear. 
And before anyone comments like, wow, you sound like you're all over the place. Yeah, I kind of am because I accidentally deleted the script for this episode, which I'm kind of embarrassed about now. So I'm literally going off of straight memory. I probably should not have uh, just left it on a computer. I probably should have printed it out. So that way this won't happen again. So next episode, not doing that. We are going to make sure I don't have to wing it again, which, yeah, that's very embarrassing. So, in conclusion, despite my, all my rambling, this may probably make it seem like otherwise, I think this is a great album. As I've stated before, amazing arrangement with the track list, with the exception of like a few duds, but fairly solid in the end. And whenever Rivers isn't being like essentially an angry boomer, these are some, like I said, some of the best lyrics he has given us in a long time. And like I said, almost that perfect amount of cheesiness in there. If you're not used to Weezer's lyrics, you're probably going to find it a little bit odd. Maybe roll your eyes, but that's kind of the point. It's meant to be sort of like, like I said, dad joke funny. But, I digress. And like, sonically, I loved the sound of this whole album. I did not think that like, wonders, okay, why did he use the piano here? Why did he use the violin here? Why did he choose to have a, like a harmonica solo? Like, nothing What I question nothing sonically. I think if you just gave me an instrumental version of this album, I would be just as happy. So that's, I, that, I'm I'm very pleased with this album. Like like I said, me, purely musically, not just for the songwriting, for the sequencing. It's almost as if Rivers was giving us, mm, I'm trying to think, I want to say Mozart doing a rock concert, but that feels like it's elevating Rivers way too much. Because he ain't Mozart, but you, you understand what I'm vibing with. Like, it's sort of fun orchestral music. It just happens to have lyrics. That's pretty much how you did it. And I can appreciate that. I mean, it's not... I'm not going to act like it's so chill that you're going to take a nap to this. Or, like, you know, hang out Bed Bath & Beyond or something. But it's not something you're going to, like, jam out and, like, bop your head to. Like, you're at a metal concert or something. Alright, this isn't something crazy. It's fun. It's light. It's like a Sunday afternoon drive. It's relaxing, but it's not nap-inducing, if that's the best way to put it for me. But yeah, anyway, huge fan. 
I probably would say this is my third favorite Weezer album in their discography. And I'm looking forward to their next project, Van Weezer, which they're dropping in May. Which, before someone asked, like, why are they dropping another album in May? Van Weezer was supposed to drop first in 2020, but then, well, I'm pretty sure you know what happened in 2020. And that's why this one, that didn't come out. So Van Weezer would delay a year so they could tour that album this summer. And well, they can't really tour okay human because, well, like I said, it requires an orchestra. And well, <laughs> those guys aren't exactly moving. But anyway, my personal recommendation, I would say buy a physical copy of the album, get like a CD or something. Because hey, you never know when Spotify's gonna be like, yo, we're canceling Rivers Cuomo. He is no longer gonna be on our catalog, or Apple Music may be like, Yeah, we're done with that loser. But you still are still gonna want to listen to this album. But I say get a CD so that way you can like skip a track or two in case you're not a fan of every single thing. So yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, hey, in case the like, the apocalypse happens, all streaming services are down. And you're like, yo, I want to listen to Creeps of Wrath for some random reason. Get a physical copy. I have one. I have a CD right now. Because I am, for some reason, one of the only people in the world that still buy CDs. Anyway, have fun. Enjoy yourself. And I apologize for any of the mic quality that's going on right now. Because so what happened is the last time I relocated, I broke my mic. Which is kind of embarrassing. So now I'm literally recording off of like my headphones for like my phone. So that's why you're hearing this like weird echo. So I need to invest in a new mic. But eh, I'm not in a big rush, like I've said. I want to bring this back, but I'm not going to like completely dedicate to it because I feel like there's only five people who listen to this. So yeah. And like I said before, I actually deleted the script. I didn't save a backup either. So I'm literally like, that's why it seems like I'm rambling. Because I literally am rambling. I'm trying to go off of memory here. I kind of messed up. So like I said, for the next episode, which the script is already almost done for that one, should be dropping sometime after the weekend. I won't have this issue again. I'll literally be able to, <laughs> I want to like wing it essentially. So it'll be a lot more structured next time. This is the one and the only thing here. So yeah, like I said, new episode will be dropping sometime this weekend. I'm having this really big project for this podcast. I'm working on it. Lots of editing is going into that one right now. That one's going to be a long but fun episode. There's like two or three people who know me personally who know exactly what it's going to be. I am really excited for that one. It's gonna be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm really hoping to get that one done soon so I can get that out to you guys. But yeah, expect like an extra two or three episodes at least next week or two so yeah have a fun day i'll see you guys later bye